Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? They're in the computer? This is getting out of hand. Wow! Strange things are afoot. Home with the potato! Listen. You smell something? Hello, everybody, and welcome to the first podcast, Clear Your History. Uh, this is a podcast designed to destroy your browsing data log and make sure you look like a crazy person to anybody that looks at your history. And uh, you know what? They shouldn't be looking at it anyways. Yeah, probably not. So I am your old pal Steve. And I am Hot Hands Megan. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> Megan. <laughs> and uh, so this is our first episode. And so the reason why we started this podcast is because... <laughs> Off to a good start. We are... Uh, we work on a website, and throughout the day, there's a lot of times when we are busy, like, doing menial tasks or, like, doing some graphic design and stuff like that. And in the background, uh, we like to listen to podcasts or, like, look up weird shit on YouTube and just go through, like, crazy... Uh, I- I think 50% of my day is looking at weird YouTube videos from coworkers. I, I really think that if you broke down my time, it's 50% actual work, 50% enriching my soul. Well, like, it's in, it's in the background. We're getting stuff done. We're just yeah, good yeah, at our yeah. jobs. Whatever. Um, so we imagine that that's what our listeners are going to be doing. You guys are probably sitting at work or you're driving in your car. Um Ideally, we want you guys to be sitting at work listening to this so you can open up a browser and kind of dive in with it. Incognito mode. <laughs> Search history off. Not because it's like incredibly, you know, I don't think anything that I look up is like really often gross or damning. Yeah, it's not it's just NSFW, kind of, uh, it's just weird. It's just really weird. And mm. it's nice to know I'm not the only one that looks up random weird stuff. So... Let's start off with the first one, um, Megan. Okay, so the weird thing that I was looking up at work today um, came about because we went to see Ant-Man and the Wasp, and the, um, I guess, I don't really know, Kurt, the accomplice, one of the accomplices who is, I'm presuming, Russian? Yeah, he's uh, Slavic of some sort. Slavic of some sort, whatever. He references the Baba Yaga. And, uh, you know, I heard that and I was like, I don't know exactly what that is, but I remembered something about it. And I remembered it from Dungeons and Dragons. There's an adventure module called the Dancing Hut of the Baba Yaga. And it was like this really cool thing and it could, uh, you know, dance between planes of existence. And I won't get too nerdy, but that was all I remembered about the Baba Yaga. I didn't really know anything else about it. So I started with. I, then when I got to work, I didn't remember the name Baba Yaga. I just remembered that it was a dancing hut with chicken legs. So I googled uh, weird Russian chicken leg hut. <laughs> 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 and uh, lo and behold, thank you Google, the first searcher's result was, did you mean the Baba Yaga? Oh, yes, I did. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I started looking at this. It's basically this old crone witch that lives in the forest it's an old like the the dark woods of germany from all of our fairy tales right but this is russia yeah so it's a little bit more brutal she's a little bit you know a little rougher well disney really tamed them down for us yeah i mean but like Gr- <laughs> grim's fairy tales are rough too but you know she was 
you know, ugly, dirty, bony legs, had iron teeth. Uh, you know, and a lot of them, she was evil in a sense, uh, would eat children, things like that. Uh, but she was also, there were a lot of tales where she did good as well. So she was kind of, but it, it's all these conglomerate of stories about her that make her what she is. And so it, is this like oral tradition? Yeah, I mean, there's stories too written. There's like a tale called, I'm probably saying this wrong, but like Vasilisa the Beautiful. And it's typical kind of Russian Cinderella, evil stepmother. Uh, she gets sent to the Baba Yaga, and uh, but it's actually pronounced Baba Yaga, first of all. But um, she saves herself by giving some cat some ba- a cat some bacon. Ultimately, I don't know. It was really involved. I listened to some Russian guy read stories <laughs> for a very long time, and it was interesting. But basically, she lives in this chicken hut. She lives in a hut in the forest that's on these gross chicken legs, and it's surrounded by a fence made of human bones oh which is just kind of gross you know yeah and i just the descriptions were pretty brutal like a bunch of femur bones yeah and like skulls and stuff Uh, yeah pretty it's pretty intense it's pretty yeah it's pretty crazy but uh, okay so you know i was like that's pretty gross and you know i was listening to all these tales and this is you know pretty interesting but one of the suggested links came up and it was like other weird russian fairy tales okay or other weird russian not fairy tales other weird russian folklore folklore yes thank you so i clicked on it and uh it led me to something called the bonic or the bannock i'm not sure how to pronounce it and uh i it was a very short clip because it was it was like 20 different ones so it was like just naming them off and what they are basically what i got from this video was that it was a bathhouse monster oh I was like, oh no. And I tried to click select suggested links and all of them were in Russian and so I had to, you know, go search. You know, Rasputin loved those bathhouses. Right. And I'm sure he performed some of these rituals I'm going to talk about. I I don't know much about Russia. I don't know much about uh, Russian culture. I feel ignorant now after reading all this because I was like, I had no idea. But anyway, so I looked up the the Bonnick or Bannock and um, so, okay, steam bathhouses, steam houses, whatever they're called are very important to Russian culture. I mean, they even have birth in them. People visit them all the time. Very, very important to their culture, and that's probably why they've developed this creature. I don't know what to call it. Spirit. Spirit. As part of their culture. But um, it's really weird. Uh, And I don't... We have weird cultures, too, like the Tooth Fairy and all that, so it's all relative. Um, So I started reading more about it, and uh, so this... Bonnick, I'm going to say Bonnick, that's how I want to say it. He, it's a he, okay. He is described as an old man with hairy paws and sometimes long claws or nails with a long beard, a pleasing scent, but he's also known to be rather lecherous and spies on women, especially young women, and he is known to snatch children for unknown purposes. So he's sneaking around the bathhouse, he's, he's basically like the high school hole-in-the-wall creeping. Yeah, he's hiding behind the stove. He's a shapeshifter in the steam. There's a stove? In the bathhouse, the steam house. Yeah, they have the coal stove. Oh, that stove. Yeah, so he's, you know, hiding under the stove. He's snatching your children. Hide your kids. Hide your hide wife. Your wife. <laughs> hide your kids. Because this crazy-ass old man bath spirit is going to snatch him. No! Yeah, so like... I mean, these bathhouses were a central part of their culture. They were in them all the time. Like I said, they had birth there. 
but they uh, had this spirit that lived there and said that he lurked around and that he, if he was offended or you could even just be a stranger and he didn't like you, he was known to act out. Like most old men. Right. <laughs> it was, it was just, you know, it's not, and it was, they didn't say like, oh, he's a, they did say he was shapeshifter and could sometimes appear in the scene. But for the most part, it was like looks like a like a an old man. Like shape shifting as like what he wants to be like a squirrel for you, a second. Or? No, like you could see his face in the steam. Oh, okay. But for the most part, he was described as being an old man. I think they call really... those spookerinos, right? Right, spookerinos. <laughs> this is spookerino. <laughs> um. Okay, so they had all these these bathhouses, and then you know in their in the history of Russia and all that, when the Christian religion started coming along, mm -hmm. they made a point not to put Christian icons anywhere near these bathhouses because it was said to anger the Bonnick. So a lot of the bath culture, the bathhouse culture, which still stands today, is honoring the spirit. And they still do. Hmm. Which is pretty interesting. So you can't bring your pocket Bible in to the bathhouse. I mean, I don't know how lax the bonnets now are. They may be pretty chill. <laughs> I don't know. But, uh, you know, okay, so he's this old man, whatever. So let's just talk about some of the things that they would do. They would show honor by, um, they would they thank the bonnet when they leave the bathhouse. They make the sign of the cross when they enter it. Um, they'll always wish their comrades a good bath. And uh, oftentimes they'll leave offerings of soap, warm water on like pitchers, and of branches from fig trees. Because the Bonnick also sign likes to peace. bathe himself. Like, isn't a fig like a sign of peace? Yeah, but then they also beat themselves with branches, which we'll Fuck talk yeah. about later. <laughs> so I don't. <laughs> he is the Albert Fish of that. Oh, no, God. I'm just kidding. <laughs> like, so, okay, what? what, what so that's kind of. That's some of the offerings that they regularly do. Let's talk about um, if what happens if the what I read about if the uh, the spirit is disturbed. Um, one of the things I read that it says, and I quote. Let me bring it up here because it's it's pretty it's a pretty good quote I think. Okay, amongst the punishments he could inflict, perhaps the kindest was simply a thorough dousing in boiling bath water. An excruciating experience, to be sure, but at least survivable. Okay, so nice. we've got doused in uh, boiling bath water. He would all is also known to break your neck and strangle you. He would make the steam turn into toxic coal fumes, and he was also known to claw off or peel off your skin and hang you from a ceiling. So, so those are some of the wonderful. Uh, Things that this spirit could do to you. I think they're all pretty terrible. Yeah. Yeah, they're pretty not good. Anyways, another power that this Bonnick was known for is he could also predict the future. So, okay, this is where it gets weird. You ready for this? Yeah. What do you think you would do if you want the Bonnick to predict the future? Just suck his dick. <laughs> not far off. So, <laughs> if you wanted to predict your future, you stand with your naked back behind. Your naked back of your body. Your butt. Toward the open door of the bathhouse. If your future was said to be good, he would gently stroke your back. 
If your future was bad, he would whack you with his claws or cause a tingling sensation. Ooh, the old tingler. <laughs> the old tingler. Yeah, I, you know, and apparently young women would have to do this every year around the New Year to find out if they'd be having a good year or not. I'm not going to get into all the rituals of a bathhouse because I didn't <laughs> super go into it, but I did learn some about the banya and some of it. They have, they make these uh, brooms out of oak branches. And they, like, with the hot, steaming air, steam, they beat themselves with these branches. Albert Fish. But all of them do it, not just the bonnet. But so, okay. Anyways, I did read some stuff What are they about doing with, why are they beating themselves with these Exfoliation, oaks? I don't know. It's like, they want to beat themselves with it. Instead of it releases toxins or something. So, like, massaging themselves. But it, Yeah. Violently. Yes, violently. Make it. And then, like, dipping in cold water after. I mean, it just sounds kind of awful, but, you know, what? who are we to judge about that? And so, like, other cultures had saunas, like the Finnish sauna. That's the word sauna is Finnish, right? I, I think know. it is. I think it's from, like, Finland is where, like, that sauna came from. And then, like, even in North America, some of the Native Americans had, um, like, sweat lodges. And they had elbows well, like we, we, we all go to the pool and we lay out at the pool and stuff. That's is not that... the same as a sweat lodge or sauna. Well, but it's nicer weather. Right, but so what I was going to say, these other cultures that do this do have spirits, but they're like fairies and they're playful. They're not a chaotic, old, le- chaotic, evil, old, lecherous man. Well, we're talking about like a, like a bathhouse, like the, breathe, my friend, breathe, <laughs> like the Halls commercial. No, that's the sauna, right? Yeah, but it's like... I don't know, it's a lot of steam. It's coal. Coal, fire, and steam. Yeah, so it's like a sauna. Yeah, kind of. Like an American sauna. But they have different rituals and stuff. So I'm going to talk about, you know, we talked about they give offerings, the sign of the cross, thank the bonic. They don't, you, you never, you never bathe when it's the bonic's turn. I'd like to note that my eyebrows are all the way high. <laughs> okay, I'm going to go through some rules, and I'm going to be honest <laughs> with you. When I was reading through some of these rules of what you never do in a Russian banya to anger the bonnet. Yeah. You never go ask to mouth. I never go ask to mouth. But it, it felt like I was reading the <laughs> fucking rules for the gremlins. Don't feed them at the midnight. Don't oh. get them wet. Like, I was There's shit, a lot. It's shit strict. Something. There's a lot. It's, uh, yeah. So they're very superstitious. Yes. Okay, so let's just go through some of them. You never... You never go there after midnight. You do not fucking go into the bathhouse after midnight. Mm-hmm. That's when he likes to diddle. Whatever it is he's doing in there, don't go in there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Don't go alone at night. Don't go in there after midnight. None shall be. And if you well. had your baby in there, part of the midwife's job is to keep it safe. Throw rocks at the bank, the thing, whatever. She's going to keep it safe. Because otherwise they're going to snatch your baby and you won't know. Okay. All right. Do not drink alcohol in a banya. Well, that's good. Yeah. One, I think you would get super dehydrated and drunk. We're not supposed to drink in the hot tub, either. Okay. I just read that if you did that, there are stories that the bonnet will skin... It said exactly, skin... Peel your skin and pull it on the ceiling. I don't know exactly what that means. doesn't sound... Does not sound good. Mm-mm. Okay. No. Ceiling skin pulling. Don't spit on the stones. He spit back. You shouldn't spit on the stones anyway. You're not supposed to pour water on the stones either. Okay. 
He's a very, very touchy comrade. If you spit on the stones, those who do, cold sores. Now, what do you mean by touchy? <laughs> like feely? Yes. He's going to gently stroke your back for oh. your good future. Oh, but if you, you spit on the stones, he's going to give you cold sores. Well, uh, you shouldn't ever spit on cement. You should spit in the grass. He's going to spit. Okay. Well, don't spit in a Russian bathhouse. Don't share your brooms. The oak brooms. Your oak brooms that you're beating yourself with. I think sometimes they're made out of birch and stuff too, but don't share. Each have your own. Mm -hmm. Never go on Monday. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. It's a Tuesday and Thursday are the best days. And said that it was like a sacred day. I'm glad that they're bathing. You know? But the thing is, it's not about bathing. So the Russian bathhouse, you can bathe whenever you want. You don't have to go to a bathhouse to bathe. It's about the ritual of it. Of smacking yourself with oak brooms, steaming, cold dip, praising the old man litcher spirit. I don't know. There's a whole thing to it. It's not... Is this guy... You feel good and relaxed. You is know? this guy in every bathhouse? Yeah. You don't. They all... They all got one? They all got a spirit. Okay. 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 Never go on Monday. Okay, so what what happens if you piss this guy off? What happens if you piss him off? You're drinking, spitting on his stones. Oh, mm. you do not have sex in that bathhouse. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. You do not have sex. I think he's going to rip your dick skin off. I... And slap it to the ceiling. Yeah. Worst case scenario, boiling water. That's, or no, best case scenario, excuse me. Best case scenario, boiling water. What's boiling? 100 degrees Celsius. What is Hot that? Hot enough to burn your dick. What is that in Fahrenheit? Like 300? It's pretty high. No, it's not good. So don't have sex. But okay, what happens if you, you mess up, you bring his wrath? Okay, well, what happens when you mess up and you bring his wrath, your banya gonna catch fire. You know, this coal-burning wood oh, structure. 212. Wood structure is gonna burn. So when any time they caught fire, they said that someone brought the wrath of the bomb. Mm. Okay, so how do you rebuild after you brought the rabbit. You gotta go to a different spot. You but what rebuild. if you want to build in the same spot? You shouldn't just you, go you there. You can. You can. And to do that, you gotta strangle a black chicken and bury it. I'm glad you said chicken. <laughs> I was so glad you said chicken. <laughs> Specified black? That is not me. Specified a black chicken. No, the black chickens are so cute. Yeah. I think I like all the chickens, though. But specifically, I don't know. Like, I feel like that's strangling a bad omen. Aren't black animals considered, like, in like Racist. No, like, dogs and stuff. Black cats. In ancient folklore and stuff. It's like a symbol. Superstition. Superstition, yeah. Anyways, you gotta kill a black chicken. Strangle it. Bury it. You gotta speak incantations and leave the site without turning your back to it. Mm-hmm. And then when you build it, you got to throw lots of salt on the stove. You know, I'll tell you what. There was a ladder. People were working on the work, at the on the roof at work for our HVAC system. And um, I walked around the ladder for fear of bad luck. Yes. So did I. You know, there's that. So are you saying you would go... You're afraid of. I feel like they're they're kind of going a little overboard with the superstitions. Well, like what, I'll so never like if I'm playing a hockey game, and the other team doesn't have any goals yet. The only superstition that I believe in is you can't say shutout 
before the end of the game, or else you won't get a shutout. That's like really my only superstition. But this isn't like, oh yeah, well, uh, hey, I gotta strangle this chicken and bury it. <laughs> you know, it's like the poor chicken, and maybe you don't even have chickens, and you're like going to your neighbor's house and stealing their chicken and strangling it. This is ancient culture, though. I, some of these are still. You practiced, better not like, strangle my fucking chicken. The bonnet and stuff like that are still practiced, but uh, you know what bothers me about this one, disturbs me, is that all of these tales, folklore stories, have come from some sort of truth, some essence of truth, mm-hmm. and I like am concerned that at some point there was a lecherous old man living behind a stove, in a bathhouse in Russia, snatching yeah, children, pranking them, yeah. Rubbing their backs all gentle like and saying, You gonna have a good year. Yeah. 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 So that's that's uh, all I learned about. And I also read that the three great doctors of Russian people are garlic, vodka, and the banya. I like two of those three things. Oh, the banya sounds nice though. I mean, you gotta do all these weird shit, but it's like, hey, you like, you know, it's cold outside. You get to go to the bathhouse, hang out with your friends, play cards, see each other's dicks. But you can't jerk cool. off or he'll skin you alive. Well, you shouldn't jerk off in company anyways. <laughs> yes, good advice. Good advice. <laughs> good advice. <laughs> Keep that to yourself. Listeners. Yeah, so, um, it, you know, it's probably not the weirdest thing I've ever looked up, but Russian bathhouse in your search history probably isn't the greatest at work. Yeah. I was just happy to have found that. Well, that sounds like a like a fun little rabbit hole. Are you ready for mine? Is it good? Alright, um, I'm going to start off with a clip. When all the world's languages are poured into a single bowl, the word recognizable to all will be freedom. The force that binds our atoms together the legacy we leave our children and he will fight at any cost for its cause until his spine collapses under the burden until his bones are cracked and splintered and scraped like chalk on pavement until he lies coins on his eyes duty done wages paid battle won he will fight for he is the champion of now and of always of north and of south, of the air, of the fire, of the sea, of the land, of the free, of the 4th of July, of one nation, under God, indivisible, he is champion, Joey Chestnut. We're talking competitive (laughs) eating. No. This intro is amazing. I was so convinced it was a political rally and it turned out to be hot dogs. What are you talking about? All right, Joey Jaws Chestnut this year won his 11th title at Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest with a new world record of 74 hot dogs and buns. No. In 10 minutes. No. That is the new world record. It used to be 72 last year. This year he shoved an extra two in his gullet. Amazing. That is pretty disgusting. That's pretty disgusting. All right, so this is interesting because 
most titles of all time. This puts him in the company of Bill Russell, the NBA champion, and Henry Richard, the NHL uh, champion. All of them. Okay, so Joey Chestnut, Bill Russell, Henry Richard all have 11 championship titles. Okay? So next year... These guys are retired. Next year, he can take the title of the most championship titles of all time. It's not a sport, though. Eating hot dogs is not a sport. Okay, how many hot dogs can you eat in 10 minutes? Oh, I'll show you later. <laughs> <laughs> not fucking 74. Yeah, but I don't think it's a world-class... He's not an athlete. It's... Okay, there's, there's a lot of, like, science that goes into this, and, like, it's pretty crazy. Like, they have to... Like, they regularly just, like, chew a bunch of bubblegum all the time to, like, get their jaw to, uh, like, be strong enough. And they do, like, esophagus, like, they, like, (laughs) (laughs) what? They can't see what I'm doing, but I'm, like, I'm, like, rolling my my shoulders. What does that do? Strengthen your esophagus? It, like, gets it it going. It it wiggles it down and stuff, like, and, like, you'll see them jumping around. And there's all sorts of like crazy techniques and like it's it, like it, it's it's a sport. It's not a conventional sport. Well, dog on it. Seventy four hot dogs in ten minutes is pretty impressive. Seventy four, and he's like packing them in. Watch these videos, people. So okay, so then this sparked another thing. So a Nathan's hot dog has twenty four carbs in it. Okay. Joey ate seventy four hot dogs. So 24 times 74 is 1,776. So oh shit. 7 slash 4 slash 1776 is the date Independence Day, right? Remember yes. 242 yes. years ago? I wasn't there, but yeah, I've been told you and know, like, what they tell me. I don't know if it's true. Therefore, this was really actually actually signed on like the 6th or something like right. that. But they just called it 4th of July. Anyways, but this is the most American stat. In history, he ate 74, which was 1776 carbs on Independence Day. Boom, there's a date. Take that, Britain. We out. That is very, 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 very patriotic. It's disgustingly patriotic. It's disgustingly patriotic. And I will say he is the worst with a U. He is <laughs> the winner of the coveted mustard belt. This is what it's called. It's like, it's like a uh, WWE belt. You big fucking belt. Did he relish every moment of that? The mustard belt is said to be of unknown age and value, according to the IFOCE co-founder George Shea. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know anything you just said. It is the coveted international bejeweled, Bej- bejeweled mustard belt. Mustard yellow belt. The belt is unknown age and value. So, I mean, it doesn't sound more mysterious than awesome. It sounds very mysterious, and I want to know what kind of mustard it is. Is it Dijon? No, it's French's, man. French's? Sorry. Yeah. Uh, Purple person, Grey Poupon. Joey used to have a huge rivalry with Takuru Tsunami Kobayashi. Everybody's got awesome fucking nicknames, like Joey John. Joey Jaws. Takuru Tsunami. Well, they know him as Kobayashi. Kobayashi. Because, you know, you're going to eat 
you know, like Kobayashi. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> so Kobayashi won it for six years in a row until 2007 when Joey won it with 66 hot dogs with buns. Since then, Joey has dominated. He's won every year since 2007, except for 2015 when Matt Megatoad Stormy. Megatoad? Megatoad. Stony. The motherfucking big toad. So we got Kobayashi. And he got 62 to um, Joey had 60. We got, so we got Matt Stoney. We got Megatoad. Megatoad. We got Kobayashi. Sunan. Which, by the way, Kobayashi Maru from Star Trek. Okay. <laughs> and we've got Joey Chestnut. He's got a really lame name. Joey Jaws. Joey Jaws Chestnut. Joey Jaws. He's got the same fucking jaws as the Baba Yaga. He's got some fucking steel jaws. Am I on team? So. Check this out. Our boy, Chestnut, which we should all be, he's an American hero, he's hes a champion. His other world record, he's got, I think, I think it said 40. Oh. Did it say 40? He has a lot. Uh, I just, I just picked a few. So, 15 pound shrimp cocktail in 8 minutes. Oh, with the sauce? I don't know. Uh, 12.8 pounds deep fried asparagus, 10 minutes. 13.76 pounds pork ribs, 12 minutes. Oh my. What is the slab like that we make, like the St. Louis style? Like that's probably like. Two pounds? Two, three pounds. And we have like three meals. And you together. don't eat the bones. He's not eating the bones, is he? You better not be eating the bones. 141 hard boiled eggs, eight minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, hold on. So, like, what's that cool hand Luke when he eats all the hard boiled eggs? Well, okay, so Gaston had, had what, five Every dozen morning eggs? I eat five dozen eggs. <laughs> when I was a lad, I had four dozen eggs to help me get something in strong. He's a, now he's as large as a barge. Now as a man, I eat five dozen eggs, and I'm merely the size of a barge. <laughs> so your boy Gaston from Beauty and the Beast, he's eating five dozen eggs, 60. And, you know, there's no time limit. Nobody's, nobody asking how fast. But. That's a lot of eggs in the morning. Joey's doing it 141 in eight minutes. So that's a little bit more than twice. Okay, but he's not doing that every day. Gaston is doing that every morning. <laughs> how many calories is that? I think there's like 90-ish calories in an egg. Joey's got to be small so he has, the fat gets in the way from stomach expansion. You can expand your stomach four times. It's size. It's supposed to be a liter. Like a normal stomach will be about a liter. But you can train it to be up to four of liters. But you can't be a fat boy. So Gaston was, girl. Wait, I'm just still hung up on this. So he was ingesting 5,400 calories every morning. Assuming he doesn't use any sort of oil or... How many calories is in there? About 90, I'm pretty sure. It's less than 100, but more than 80. Okay. That's yeah. a, so he ate like... 15,000 calories in eggs. Were they, they were hard-boiled? He's a big boy. No, Joey Chestnut. No, Joey Chestnut did this for, for that and day. And they were hard-boiled? For that day, yeah. And it, like, I feel like the yolk kind of it, it dries you up. No one eats like Joey Chestnut. No one. <laughs> 
Anyway. Smells like feet like Joey Chestnut. I just imagine he's stinky. Yeah. I mean, you gotta get the meat sweats. He's an international hero. Okay, so we got another international hero. International hero. A national hero, okay. I said. Uh, we have another hero named Molly Skyler. S-C-H-U-Y-L-E-R. Yep, I think that's Skyler, and she hails from... Bellevue, Nebraska. Yes. Our neighbor, uh, uh, suburb of Omaha. Yes. Where we are from. Um, she, in February, ate 501 wings in one half hour at the Wing Bowl in uh, Philadelphia, PA. 501 chicken wings. Drummies or flats or both? I didn't look into that. I'm guessing they're flats because they can fucking hog them. I've seen her eat before. And she just sucks the meat right off the bone. She just sucks the meat. I'm not, I think she doesn't even have to. That steak video that we watched at work? Holy shit. 72 ounces of steak. Like, I go over to her cube and I was, and then she's like, oh, (laughs) (laughs) And we watched a tiny woman eat 72 ounces of steak plus the sides in less than three minutes. Yeah. And she, it was just hunks of meat. She just picked it up and like. She's 40, uh, like 46, I think. Yeah. But I, I don't, I don't think she's got teeth. I think she just gums it. Puffing this shit down. She's just swallowing it whole. I mean, I bet her husband's a very happy man. They moved to California. She's making, I mean, like you get some sponsorships. You're sponsored by Pepto-Bismol. You got some fucking Pepto-Bismol coming in. Probably by the palate, you know, you're living large. I didn't uh, talk about this already, but the women's winner was Mickey Sudo, and she holds the Pepto Bismol sponsored the Pepto Bismol sponsored pink belt. Okay. Which I'm pretty happy. The mustard belt. Yep. So the ladies' version, the, the ladies' competition started in 2011, and the current champion is Mickey. Okay. And uh, the first champion of that one in 2011 was Sonia, the Black Widow of time. Oh, that. Or Sonia. Sonia. Sonia, Sonia the Black Widow of That's pretty good. I want a, I want a professional eating name. You gotta, you gotta, I mean, how many eggs can you eat in 10 minutes? Like four. A lot of people in the competitive eating circuit okay. have awesome fucking names. So there's Joey Jaws Chestnut. Okay. Then you got Bill L. Wingador Simmons. L. Wingador. Oh, yeah. Oh. So then yeah. Sonia, the Black Widow Thomas, I just said. And then there's Mark. Big Rig. I thought you were just going to leave it at Mark. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Is it Big Rig Loading? Okay. Whatever. Who cares? His last name is his name's Mark Big Rig. And then there's Kevin, aka Heavy Kevy. Heavy Kevy. O'Donnell. Yep. Heavy Kevy O'Donnell. Yep. And so, um, all of this shit sparked from my my buddy from grade school posted the um the the championship. The Joey Chestnut joined the great with the 11 championships. He posted that on Facebook and I mean. Okay. <laughs> That's where this all came from on Facebook. And then um, 
yeah, I mean, it like sent me down this rabbit hole. So I encourage you guys to go check out some competitive eating challenges because it's pretty, it's pretty insane. I didn't look at as much of it as you did, except for I did look at videos of Molly Skyler. And if you want to be simultaneously amazed and aroused, go watch her. <laughs> go watch her gobble down 72 ounces of steak inside in two minutes. And she did that three times in an hour. So at the end of every episode, I'm going to do, I'm not going to, well, I'm not going to call them fun facts, which I call them. Um, one, wombats poop cubes. You're going to steal my topics. I got it right there. I know. You can buy a human skeleton on the internet for $4,800. Number three is jackfruit is a fruit that when cooked can taste like pulled pork. It's actually kind of like tofu. So you gotta you can cook it and you season it however you want and it tastes like meat. Well, tofu is the flavor sponge. Mm-hmm. And actually, you know, uh, cauliflower is the tofu flavor sponge of vegetable oil. Yeah, but cauliflower is kind of gross. Okay. Lab tests have confirmed that wrinkly hands and feet have improved grip on wet objects. Did you specifically put that in there because we've been making fun of you for your pruning I'm hands? a wrinkle boy, yeah. When we spend. That'll happen. A lottery winner dumped $200,000 worth of manure on his former boss's lawn. Okay, we went over this one, and I am not okay with that statistic, because I want to know how much manure $200,000 can buy you. We could not find an actual fact, like a statistic for average cost of shit per pound, mm-hmm. and I'd really like to know that statistic. The problem is, that is a lie. It was spread around on the internet. Um, it was started off by like a parody site and then other people like popped it off. And, uh, that is a lesson for you listeners to use Snopes, please. Well, and also wombats pooping cubes is also a lie because wombats live in Australia, which we all know doesn't actually exist only on the internet. (laughs) (laughs) Stay curious, everybody. Like there's a lot of like crazy shit that you can look into and it's fun like i always i'm not ever afraid to just fucking google it and you know fuck it it's fun so in our podcast as we continue we're going to continue to bring up some weird shit and some of it makes sense some of it's bullshit um but it's all interesting and fun to fucking you know research a little bit why not why not why not why not So, thanks for listening, and we'll see you guys next time. Bye.